Today's video is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Hey, brother! Well, guys, in a year where movie theaters basically shut down, Pixar still managed to somehow get two original films out of their brains and into our hearts, and possibly even deeper into our souls. This, I guess, is where I think my soul is. As such, though, today it is once again time to expand the Pixar universe and discuss how soul fits into the Pixar theory. The Pixar theory, the Pixar theory, we're finally going to see it clearly. The Pixar theory. Guys, before we dive on into today's video, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Let me ask you guys a question. How do you choose your internet service provider? Trick question, you probably know because for the most part, internet service providers have monopolies over their regions and you don't get a choice. Which like I know, monopolies aren't supposed to be allowed to happen and yet here they are. I remember learning about it in Calm Law, but I can never remember the reasons. Either way, it's frustrating. Dare I say, soul sucking. It leaves you with a hollow shell of an existence. Man, that got dark fast. Different approach. Your data is like your soul, and you can tell a lot about a person based on their data. Like their interests, passions, sparks, other things. And ISPs know that and sell your information to advertisers, which that is no good. That is no good at all. This is why I use ExpressVPN to protect my devices and prevent them from seeing my soul data. I mean, data. Ah, but what is ExpressVPN, you might be asking? Well, it's a simple app for your phone or computer that encrypts all of your network data and funnels it through a secure server. And when it does that, your soul slash data is protected. All you have to do is download the app, press the one big button, can't miss it, it's the, the big one, and that's it, your data's protected. And not to worry, ExpressVPN is able to do this without slowing down your connection. So stop handing over all of your personal data to ISPs and other big tech companies that will mine your data and hand off your activity, and instead protect yourself with the VPN I personally use to keep my data private. And you can go to expressvpn.com scb. Again, that is expressvpn.com scb to get an extra three months free. Again, expressvpn.com scb. More information in the description down below. The Pixar theory, in case you are somehow unfamiliar, is the idea that every single Pixar movie exists in the same universe on one giant timeline. It all starts with the asteroid missing the Earth in The Good Dinosaur and tells the rise and fall of the humans, animals, and machines. And it takes place over millions of years, finally ending with Monsters, Inc. Or yeah, Brave, depending on how you want to look at it. Circles are now, unlike Onward, which earlier this year super expanded the Pixar theory and took us to like a whole brand new planet, Soul goes in the exact opposite direction and directs itself inward. Soul tells the story of Joe Gardner, a struggling jazz musician in New York City who has finally landed the gig of his lifetime performing with one of his jazz heroes, Dorothea Williams. Who, by the way, don't know if you realize this, is actually an intergalactic superstar with fans on other planets, including Ian and Barley's mom from Onward. Sadly for Joe, however, the very day his dreams finally seem to be coming true is the same day he decides to step through an open manhole dies. Sorry, this video would need spoilers for soul. This brings him to existence's most terrifying conveyor belt, whose sole purpose, no pun intended, but don't worry, I have some very intentional ones later, is to drop you into a giant glowing orb known as the Great Beyond. Honestly, I'm not really sure what the point of the conveyor belt is though. Like, why doesn't death just drop you directly into the glowing orb bug zapper of great beyondness? Harry, no! 
Don't look at the light! I can't help it. It's so beautiful. But seriously, why this alarmingly short ride? Like, you just died. Why are you forced back into this like semi form of consciousness for like 30 more seconds before you die a second death? I mean, I guess maybe they need to occasionally farm mentors for souls like 22. But wait a minute, second death. Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> oh, right. Because there's already an entire Pixar movie about this exact phenomenon. Right. Okay. So at first glance, it probably doesn't look like Coco and Soul work very well together in terms of both fitting into the Pixar theory. In Coco, when you die, you end up in this bright, colorful land of the dead where you get to live out kind of a whole second existence until there's not one single memory orb left of you inside of a living person on Earth. But then in Soul, when you die, you end up on a conveyor belt heading towards an existential bug zapper. But what gives, right? Like, why isn't Joe in Skeleton Land with his probably cat-themed alabrije? By the way, did you guys catch when Curly introduces Joe to Dorothea Williams and it is all like, this is the cat I was telling you about. That's what you call foreshadowing. Well, the reason Joe doesn't turn into a skeleton upon death, like what happens in Coco, is basically because Joe is not Mexican, nor does he actively believe in or practice any Mexican customs or traditions. See, within the Pixar universe, only people who operate under this particular Mexican belief system are eligible for this particular version of death. Eligible feels like a weird word. That might sound like a weird loophole, but did it ever seem weird to you when you were watching Coco that the land of the dead, which apparently houses generations and generations of dead people from all of history and all of earth, that Ernesto de la Cruz is the most famous skeleton of like, all of them? Like, did it seem odd to you that he was the most famous person to have died ever. Yeah, I agree, that would be odd, but it's not because this particular version of death is manifested solely by the people of Mexico. Why is this the case? Because memories. See, across the Pixar universe, it is human memories that keeps things alive. This, for example, is why the toys are able to come to life. But then you have other toys like Wheezy, who are very close to being forgotten, appearing very sick. When the final memory of Bing Bong fades, he vanishes. When people start forgetting Mr. Incredible the hero existed, Bob himself starts becoming very depressed. The Earth, the whole Earth, literally starts starts dying 700 years after humans have abandoned it because they can barely remember it. Define Earth. Earth, the surface of the world as distinct from the sky or sea. Wow. But then look, almost as soon as they come back, boom life. Going back to Coco, you can even look at Hector, who is not quite the pearly white skeleton that the rest of Miguel's family is. He's literally and figuratively just holding on by a thread because he's close to being forgotten. And an even more direct example in Coco is when Hector's friend, Chicharon, dies a second death after finally being totally forgotten. But this whole skeleton world exists because the people of Mexico have given into their biological instincts so much that they have unknowingly created a literal pathway from their deceased but not forgotten relatives and the real world. So in a way, the land of the dead in Coco is just a different representation 
of the conveyor belt in Seoul. It's just a state of limbo they have manifested because they're so in tune with the idea of keeping things alive by memory. And therefore, it is their collective consciousness and memory that creates this very Mexican-feeling world. Now, that said, it is also very possible that other cultures also have very different versions of death within the Pixarverse. Like, I'd love to see what Ian and Barley's version of death looks like, because certainly they have a way different belief system. Probably. What I think we get to see with Joe, however, is just the most broad spectrum version of human death that exists within the Pixar universe. Although I do also vaguely get the sense that the conveyor belt looks sort of like frets on a guitar, so maybe it's possible Joe is having some sort of impact on his appearance and surroundings. Maybe this is his brain's singular interpretation of things. I don't, I don't know. It's very hard to say. It's all it's a hypothetical. Anyway, the idea of a second death isn't the only parallel you see between Soul and Coco. For example, in Coco, you learn that the dead do in fact have a way of viewing the living. It's very official and heavily monitored, but once a year they are allowed to cross over if they have the right permissions. Why only once a year? I mean, it's pretty simple. Any more than that, you're just straight up haunting people. But Soul also has such a mechanism. When Joe and 22 meet up with Moonwin, he's able to use his wizard staff, thank you very much, to draw a hole in the sand and witness real life. There aren't any security checkpoints or anything like there are in Coco, but then again, they are sailing around in a pirate ship and there are a lot of very weird consequences that result. So maybe there's a very good reason they have those things in place for Coco. The flower bridge everyone crosses also seems to behave in a similar way to the conveyor belt in Seoul. Hector tries to cross it, but he doesn't belong there, so he simply sinks into the ground. And Joe tries to jump off the conveyor belt, but is stopped by some kind of plasma field. Of course, if Hector had been able to cross, he would have ended up in the real world. And we see that Joe actually does break through and falls through uh, what I'm going to call abstract thought. What is going on? But eventually he falls through a portal into the great before, which happens to be the same portal he keeps falling through every time he tries to jump down to Earth. So it's conceivable that's where he would have landed from the conveyor belt as well. But I don't know. I could be wrong about that. It's just a hypothetical. Great job, Jay. That was a pun about the origin of existence. You are on fire today. Anyway, all of that is just to explain why dying looks different in Coco and Soul, but actually it's the same. Cool. But now that we've dropped out of a portal and landed in the great before, let's talk about the great before because it has some pretty unique properties. I mean, for one, it's the origin point for all conscious thought, life, and inspiration in existence. So I guess that's cool. But even more important, 22 tells us time doesn't really exist there, which is just really hard to wrap your head around because just based on her number, 22, she has literally been there almost forever. And I mean the actual concept of forever. But then she's also had mentors from across like all of known history. So time must have been passing in some way, but also not at all. And actually, if you look right here and you translate this name tag from Hindi, it translates to lamp. And since we know that eventually technology takes rise, it means the technology also has souls and that in the future before Joe lived, 22 was mentored by a lamp. Probably? Interestingly though, she also has this just a box portal room thing here, which she can enter and then exit at a different point into an area known as the zone where time definitely does exist. And we know time exists there because Moonwind literally says him and his crew meet there every Tuesday. We see 22 messing with real people in real time. And we watch a lost soul get returned to its body 
in real time. So on one side of the box, we have a point fixed on the present. And on the other side of the box, we have a point fixed specifically nowhere in time. Hmm, traveling through a door and ending up at different points in time. Why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? Oh, right, because according to the Pixar theory, that is exactly what the witch is doing across all of time in her endless search for Sully. Also, not for nothing, 22's box isn't just the door between the two places. There's like a little room on the inside that they have to travel through, similar to the witch's workshop, which is like all full of Pixar Easter eggs, like the uh, Pizza Planet truck or A113. And hey, look, oh wow, wouldn't you know, 22 has a Luxo ball right there. What are the, what are the odds, who knew? Actually, fun fact, this isn't related, but the Pizza Planet truck and A113 can both be found in the same shot in the Hall of Everything, right here and right here. Isn't that cool? Also, also, we have a 2319 right here, and John Ratzenberger's voice does not appear in this one, but the man himself does right here, and I think that's all of the main ones. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Remember the Chinese food box that pops up in all the different movies? Yeah, well, it's right here on this guy's desk. But so anyway, does that mean that 22 is Boo is the witch? Well, not no, but... I don't think so. I mean, we see 22 land in Joe's body and Soul is pretty definitely taking place well after Monsters, Inc., at least on the human side of the door. The Monster World is, of course, way in the future after the humans return back from the Axiom, but you know, that's just standard Pixar theory. <laughs> anyway, my point is that Joe is obviously older than Boo and yet by that point in time, 22 doesn't already have a body, so. But at the same rate, like we just said, the great before operates outside of time. So it's possible when 22 jumps down to earth at the end, she isn't actually landing in the present. Which, oh my God, this is really hard to like wrap your head around and think about. <sighs> Either way, don't worry. We have many thoughts about who 22 might actually have ended up being or was or will have been. Hard to say. Anyway, that's a different video. In the meantime, though, the Just a Box portal at least offers up some credence and explanation for how time travel might work in the Pixar universe. But if you still need more evidence of time traveliness within Soul, let me redirect you back to the Hall of Everything, where they say anything on Earth could inspire you. All right, well, then let's see what counts as anything on Earth, because this place is Easter Egg Central. And those Easter eggs span across a lot of time. Like, here's the archery range from Brave. This is Charles Muntz's blimp way up in the sky. This is the whale from Finding Nemo. That's the broccoli pizza from Inside Out. And that, that right there, that is the Luxo Jr. lamp from a whole different void where it's just a bunch of letters. But the really big one and the dead giveaway here in the Hall of Everything is this one, the Axiom. Because yeah, for the rest of that stuff, you could say it either did exist or presently exists on Earth, but the Axiom definitely does not already exist in the present, like during while Joe is alive. But there it is, destined to be, already having happened and yet also never having happened. I kind of love the fact that it's like way off in the distance. Like maybe it's no, no, it hasn't been anyone's spark just yet, not yet. But either way, it's there because Pixar is all one universe on one giant time loop created by Boo trying to ensure that Sully never suffers the second death. Because if she travels to the past and remembers something from the future, 
it effectively creates a never-ending loop. As long as she sets the events of Brave in motion, she ensures the future will always happen. She will always go on to be a little girl again and meet Sully and then travel back to start things over. And the memory stays alive, and that is how Soul fits into the Pixar theory. Guys, I've been having so much fun going through Soul, trying to find lots of different Easter eggs. This one is like chalk of them. If you found any that we did not mention in today's video, be sure to leave them in the comments down below. It would not surprise me because there are so many. Also, guys, we have put together an annual survey for Super Carlin Brothers to kick off 2021. There is a link to that in the description down below. It only takes a few minutes to fill out and it would really help us to know that we're just sort of like on the same page as you guys in terms of making the kind of content you want and maybe where we need to uh, steer back on course or where we can try new stuff as well. So if you want to take that out, it would really help us out. Thanks so much. But guys, as always, thank you for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Pixar theory videos from us. If you want to see our song about the Pixar theory, you can check that out right here. But Ben, that's all you got from me. I will see you in another life, brother.